it is Wednesday, September 2nd, 2020. This is the Tanaka Cast. I'm Dan, and I'm joined by Barra. Hey, everyone. And the Tanaka Cast is your look at baseball through the lens of Masahiro Tanaka and his many starts um, with the New York Yankees. Um, today, uh, we, for, well, actually, I should, I should take a pause and say that we do this cast after every one of his starts, typically the day after, if we can manage it. Uh, so today we're talking about yesterday's start, which was against the first place Tampa Bay Rays mm-hmm. um, in the AL East. And Tanaka's first win of the season? Yes, it's first. it was his first win of the season. Um, we'll talk about that. We'll also probably talk, or when I say probably, I mean definitely, talk about uh, some of the controversy with the pitches um, and the near brawl that happened, as well as some of the suspensions. And um, we might spend a little time, depending on time time permitting, we might spend a bit of time on the trade stuff if we have any like specific thoughts. But um, so sorry, I'm rambling. Without further ado, Barra, I will pass the floor to you if you want to talk through what you thought of the start. I mean, so one, uh, you guys, you never ramble compared to me. That was that was great. Um, uh, but yeah, this was Tanaka's first win. Uh, after six starts, um, caveats being that uh, he was in line for the win against Atlanta, uh, and then Chad Green gave up that two-run homer that caused him to get a no decision. Similarly, because he took that uh, pitch to the head early on uh, in, in the pre-se- in the rushed-up preseason, um, or rather he took the comeback to the head from Giancarlo Stanton, he's been eased into it. So he's been kept on a pitch count. Uh, you know, he was taken out of the Atlanta game because he said he was beginning to run out of gas after 66 pitches. Um, and so, you know, this was, they, he'd been slowly building him up. So the lack of win is in some cases bad luck. I mean, you know, every pitcher who's pitched for the Mets recent, in recent memory uh, has, I think, had to deal with that. It's like, doesn't matter if you're you know, Jacob deGrom, you're going to lose a lot. You're going to get a lot of non-wins because your offense isn't working. But it's also because he's. This is only the third game where he has reached five innings, and so to be even eligible for a win, and uh, you know he's been built. This is also the most pitches he's ever pitched this year, which was a grand total of uh, eighty-eight. Uh, Dan, did you get yep. to pay, to catch any of this game and such before I before I continue on? <laughs> I did not, but I but I can speak to some of the statistics here. It was his first win. Um, his ERA is now down to 3.38, which is good. Yes. Um, he played, what, six innings in those 88 pitches, which is which is great. Yes. Now, from in your mind, was he pulled because it was time after, he was, after that? Or was it was he pulled because of a pitch limit? Oh, it was time. Um, so yeah. the thing was, was interesting at this end. This was definitely like a classic good Tanaka start. Mm-hmm. Um, and by I say classic good Tanaka start is just that um, – uh, you know, when he is totally lights out, he's never touched. But in general, even on his good starts, which this was, to be clear, a quality start. Quality starts defined as, like, you pitch six hits, you give up no, no more than three runs. You give up two. Um, but, you know, a lot of times Tanaka's, the runs he gives up are on shots, uh, home run shots. And there was only one score in play, and that was a home run after a ground rule double. Uh, so, you know, that was... That it was a small it was a small blemish, especially when you factor in there's only three hits that were allowed on him. Right. Uh, in this entire uh, in this entire game, uh, 
first four innings, Tank was like cruising. He had 48 pitches in his first four innings. So that was looking mm-hmm. like it was just okay, list whatever. And then that same inning, the fifth inning, where he got that that, that two-run shot off of him, which tied the game, uh, he took 26 pitches to get out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But Boone let him go out for the sixth. They had Loisaga warming up, uh, and he does a one, two, three. Uh, and uh, stay, and um, this is also the most strikeouts he had for a season. Uh, yeah, seven Ks. Yeah, seven Ks. He was a which is you know again for someone who oftentimes gets his outs off the ground ball is impressive. Um, towards the end, to, to, in the later innings, the Rays did begin putting the bat harder on the ball, but he got a number of those ground out outs. He get he had a, induced a double play, uh, which is always sweet. There was another one which was very close to inducing a double play as well. Uh, he used his splitter a lot apparently. Apparently, split for forty eight times. Uh, John Sterling was calling a number of one sinker of uh, 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 with it um, was calling for a number of, uh, a number of the of his strikeout pitches splitters. Um, the only see is that sometimes I love John Sterling. Sometimes though he can beat like offensive. So like I'm not totally sure how many strikeouts were from splitters in general because I wasn't watching. Um, but he was throwing that, and it sounded at least from the radio broadcast that like that was an effective pitch. Uh, and something that's ex- exciting me this year is that his speed seems to be back. Um, he used his fastball less, but you know when you're touching 93, 94, and we'll get to that 95 mile an hour pitch that he threw, <laughs> uh, which unfortunately hit a batter. Uh, your off speed stuff is going to be a lot more effective. So yeah. he's he he set the table. Uh, he got rocked, and then he bounced back and. Uh, you know, it was uh, John Boy, who's one of my uh, favorite like content creators in baseball world. He described it as kind of the Yankees played classic baseball, uh, playoff baseball. Um, not necessarily that uh, that like everyone was playing the Cowboys, but they they won in the way that you win the playoffs. So like the two runs, first runs were like DJ LeMahieu hits a solo shot to lead off the game. Then the next time he's up, he hits another solo shot. Uh, then they race tie it, and then uh, in the sixth inning. Which this may be a little like you know just like but but I do feel like when Tank's on the bump the team oftentimes steps up and uh, you know there's two singles from Frazier and Voit from you know, Luke Voit and then Clint Frazier and then Gio Urshela hits an inside the park he scores inside the park off of a double an RBI double that was ruled an error because essentially. It was uh, it's it got away from you know, got, got away it, it got away from from the outfielder from Ker, from Kermeyer, I believe. Then he throws in, um, but then the throw goes over the head after when Oshella is it like of the the throw home goes over catcher's head. So then Oshella makes it to go home, and then he like does this strange swimming motion that like hits the home plate before he gets tagged. He's ruled safe, so that's like three runs off the top. Um, they bring in Loisaga for the seventh inning. He gives up a home run off uh, uh, off of Adamus, who was the only person. Adamus hit two. Did, was the two two of the hits were off Tanaka? Three of the hit three of the race four hits were from Adamus. He had a filthy game, and that he also hit that solo home shot. So it was just like uh, and Kermeyer, who like you know gave gave those three runs, was the person who tied the game. So it was kind of interesting symmetry stuff going down. But he gives that up. Then Zach Britton, he's come back from injury. The Yankees union rep, uh, clean inning. Um, 
in the eighth, and then the ninth, uh, it's two outs, and then Chapman decides to uh, throw a ball that ends up almost hitting uh, one of the Rays in the head. <laughs> and both benches are warned with two outs. Uh, then Chapman strikes it up, and then it's nearly a benches clearing brawl. It doesn't happen, but uh, today there was a uh, uh, suspensions given. Chapman Chapman got suspended for three games, and Boone and Kevin Cash, the race manager, who said that we have a whole stable of guys who can throw ninety eight miles an hour, and was saying that you know it was like poor leadership and everything lit in terms of like what the Yankees pitchers had done. Uh, got it's got they each got one game. So uh, exciting game, exciting hitting, uh, good pitching performance from uh, from Tanaka. Uh, it was a good game. Uh, it's definitely you know it's like a classic good Tanaka start. I don't know any other way to put it. So let's. So what, the the one thing I, I do want to I do want to note here is it is important, like when Tanaka has a good start, like there needs to be some offense generated, and this time it happens. So that's yeah. exciting stuff. Um, D- definitely. I think DJ being back certainly helps, right? DJ LeMahieu is insane. If he can get the qualifying number of bats um, on continued bat leadoff, which I'm sure he will, uh, like it's basically it's going to work out that he may be able to get the qualifying number of bats for the batting title, which it looks like he will would, would win the batting title this year based off everyone else there as long as he can get those qualifying at bats. Um, and he might hit over 400. Currently, he is hitting over 400. Now, it will come with an asterisk. He's not broken the Ted Williams record. Although, I got to say, when you look at DJ LeMahieu play, he is just a different kind of hitter. He just, like, takes pitches. He puts them in play wherever he feels like. He can go for power when he needs to. But, like, honestly, it's just like he's going to get on base. He's going to drive runners in. Um, he runs well on the bases. Uh, I honestly think if DJ LeMahieu hits 400 uh, this season... Uh, it will create more dr- a drive and a chip on his shoulder to beat the record legitimately. I know that seems like it's a crazy fanboy thing, but like the guy is an unbelievable hitter. He does have that discipline and that drive to succeed. The Yanks are giving him like pretty much like full like go ahead and hit the way you want to hit. Like he's I. I get no indication that they're telling him, oh, you need to, like, shave stuff off your average and start to hit more for power. Because he can hit for power when he needs to, and the Yanks have enough guys that, you know, if you get someone on base, someone's going to knock it into the seats or knock a double. Um, so I think that given the team he's on, the fact that, oh, and his skill as a hitter, and the fast drive, I think if he beats it this year, DJ LeMahieu has as good a chance as anybody to... Um, uh, Hit over 400, um, which is no one's done since Teddy Bo- Ted Williams, greatest hitter of all time. Yep. Um, uh, well, let's let's rewind. Let's get, head back to the big the, the 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 series of events. So Tanaka hits a pitch, hits a batter. Yeah. What what is the the thing I'm missing in the stories I'm reading? Is what escalated. What escalated things to Chapman throwing that pitch? Was it just literally just a wild pitch that was misconstrued, or were there some sort of like weird tension building throughout the game, and what caused it? So I've been reading about this. This is a lot of bad blood that's just been between the two teams for a mm-hmm. while. Apparently, I think it was Kitteridge 
through Iapanin on Romine. And that's when, and that was the origin of CC Sabathia doing the classic beating a race catcher, which cost him like a few, like a million dollar option and stuff, because he had to, oh, play his player um, on purpose. And he, it was like, there, he had to hit a certain amount of innings in order to get extra money from the Yanks. And instead, he does a revenge beating and literally, like, I think he pointed at Kittredge and said, that's for you, bitch. Um, mm. And. The Rays claim that they hadn't in three years ever thrown intentionally at the Yanks, but they've been throwing a lot of stuff up and in and been unapologetic this season to to the Yanks. So the thought process from people who think Massa being the guy in the first inning on purpose was is that that was um, retaliation. It's like, we're going to throw – you're going to throw up and in on us, we're going to throw up and in on you, or we're going to hit you. Um, but nothing like that continued on until Chapman – uh, Chapman is unlike Massa. He can be a bit. Of, he has a he has a reputation as a hothead. Um, so, but also he is a sloppy pitcher sometimes, and he has not taken a. And he's just. And he this was his third third to uh, third time on the mound that since coming back from coronavirus. So, do I, I mean, buy that it was Chapman an throws over a hundred, right? Yes, he did, which is why that pitch was scary. If it had hit him, it could have been very dangerous. Um, but I think that there was a there's a chance that he was trying to hit his body and his control was off. There's a good chance that he was just went wild. There's a chance that he is really decided to go psycho and try to beam the guy, which you should never do for the record. Um, in in the head, you should not ever be throwing someone in the head. Um, but uh, I don't know. I I think I am uh. Baseball obviously decided that Chapman's was intentional. I'm of the opinion that he was probably hitting for him and out for the head. Uh, I mean, you've seen the pitch. I'm curious to get your thoughts on it. But at this moment, I'm just not inclined to think that Tanaka actually threw at the guy because he's such a perfectionist. And also, like, I mean, he just has this reputation of, uh, you know, like, of good dude who cares about the game. It's just like, there's... It, it doesn't necessarily make sense to me why he would, especially when this is a must-win game. They need to try to, if they want to win the division, they have to take this series. Garrett Cole got blown up the last time. Um, it just, uh, you know, like this, I mean, yeah, he it was two outs and putting someone on in the first inning, but it's, I know, it seems out of character, and I've never seen Masahiro Tanaka be an enforcer type person. Like I love CC Sabathia. CC Sabathia being that guy is private. Like he got into the fight. I've never seen Masahiro Tanaka in the middle of a benches clearing brawl. Uh, <laughs> maybe it's all the maybe it's all the PUBG he's been playing. Maybe it's all the PUBG. Maybe maybe it's uh, maybe there's a different side of him. Maybe at some point we're just gonna see someone come at Masa and then just like Masa lays them out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to. I mean, it's a sport. There's emotions. I, yeah. I, I think if you can, maybe the maybe the track record's different between Chapman and Tanaka, but you know, you have to imagine that if, especially if it happens early, this is like a warning. It's a, you know, it's probably intentional. But yeah. So, so you're you never you, know. You're of the thought. What's, what's interesting? So you think it was intentional then, in terms of the for after seeing the pitch? Yeah. Yeah, it's it does. I mean, it's it's good because really, like the pitch, it does look like he's aiming for him. It just it doesn't necessarily make sense from like yeah. 
again, just what you know about him is like someone who's like such a perfectionist and cares about like what like he beat himself up for allowing one hit in a shutout. Um, yeah. But the thing I find interesting yeah. about the story is none of them none of them really bring up Tanaka in his role in the thing. Like a lot of the stuff I'm reading it goes straight to the it goes straight to the end of the game. It goes straight to the Chapman pitch and the ensuing events. Which is interesting because the Rays say that like he threw at us and it, that should have been the end of it. Um, yep. Like the Rays definitely feel that Tanaka threw at them. I think that they're just less mad at it because like if it had ended there, I don't think it would have been an issue because Tanaka hit him with also with the hot with one of the hardest pitches he's thrown in years this 95 fastball which like on the one hand it's like okay he is sending a statement it would also be like he tried to go harder and in and it got out away from him but at the same time you know like he threw a really hard pitch but it still hit him squarely in the meat of his body it was not something that was uh going to cause lasting damage it was if you were if you're gonna if you're gonna hit somebody um, you're going to hit them in that space, which I guess is another thing for Tanaka deciding to just like send a message because, you know, if the guy is an artist with the ball, if it didn't get out of his control and he wanted to hit someone, I would imagine that's where he would hit them. Right, exactly. It was like a, real, a true warning shot. Yeah. Um, but no, it's a... Uh, I mean, I guess what's what's your thought in just general in terms of like this... Because this is another one of those unspoken rules of baseball yeah. about like, you know pitchers and hitters and different teams basically like just like going at each other retiring each other in terms of like you know pitches being close or like hitting people and retaliates like what are, what are your thoughts on this whole thing because this is definitely this and just like a a uh just like in with with two teams that are not on good terms right now yeah i mean it's certainly gets attention and it certainly makes news more than just a traditional raise yankees game might Mm-hmm. Um, also, it's kind of embedded in, like, we talked about the unwritten rules, like you just said, a couple episodes ago. And it, it's definitely one of those things that happens a lot in baseball um, with two teams that are that are fiery. Um, every, every team, every team does it. But it is, it is, it is one of the, also one of those things that was like really, like, <laughs> especially given how hard these people throw like i mean the chapman thing's different i guess from the perspective that it, he did throw out the person's head and it was that thing was going i mean <laughs> i feel for the guy in the rays i mean that must have been terrifying that must have been traumatic <laughs> it's a hundred mile an hour fastball it's going at your head and yeah. uh and yeah i mean i think that that's why people are talking about it, more because it's it, dangerous and it just misses i mean it just sails over his head yes yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I just, I don't know. The, the, the punishment seemed to be kind of arbitrary sometimes. Yeah. I mean, Joe Kelly got a lot more for, for he his six hit. games. Yeah. He got six games. Right. Chapman got three, right? Yeah. And then the coaches got one each. The managers got one. Yeah. Uh, which I think the giving it to suspend the managers is a good call. I mean, like really, this is something where there is obviously there's blood bat. You should not let the bad blood between your teams boil over to that degree, especially at least from the perspective of Major League Baseball. So I think that's right. just a good thing in general. Like, yeah, if you guys almost brawl, um, you should sit out the next game. Um, yeah. And there should be you should know that that's a consequence. Uh, yeah. So so no, I mean I think that that's uh, it was. I'm very curious to see what this next game is going to be. Uh, it's one of those crucial. It's 
Gex about to start in a few minutes. It's one of those crucial starts where you're going to see, uh, I think, that sets a lot of the tone. And after this, the Rays and Yankees won't see each other until possibly the playoffs. Right. Um, looks like they're both playoff bound. Uh, it should, and it will be interesting to see if they both, if that indeed still happens, Zacklewood, and if they play each other. Um, and if they play each other in the playoffs, it's going to be it's going to be a classic match. I think uh, these are this is you know no one's going to ever displace the Red Sox to the Yankees rivals, but there's I can't believe I'm saying this, but there's some real rivalry with this Tampa Bay team right now. <laughs> I, I will also say to that end, to the unwritten rule end, that if I'm DJ. And all these other players in the Yankees lineup. I'm wearing my hard hat tonight. Yeah, yeah, no, like uh, <laughs> DJ himself said that you know, like, well, we'll, we'll just. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah, he said something like, "Well, if they throw at us, we'll just have to see and stuff." But I mean, I feel like, I mean, if it will be curious to see if stuff starts tonight or not. Because if stuff starts tonight, like if stuff starts tonight, it's gonna. I feel it's just gonna get nuts. Like everybody behave themselves. But this is especially since this is like the last game of their series and such. You know, I think they, who knows? It's potentially wild or potentially not. But uh, I mean, I will say that, you know, one of the things that Tanaka did this game is uh, he really did serve as like a stopper role in terms of a slide. And to be honest, he also almost did that. Um, He at least left them with the lead with Atlanta as well. Um, So it's just like, it seems like he's beginning to, slip into almost the CC Sabathia role where it was just like CC would sometimes just serve as that stopper in the rotation where just like the team would win when he was there. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see. And I also have a bit of an interesting theory that I want to get to when we get to injuries because I think that, uh, believe it or not, I was just thinking about this, but I think it's more, I think at the end of the season we may conclude that Tanaka getting hit in the head by that ball may have actually done him an advantage. Okay. Now, we're gonna, I, I do want to talk quickly about the trade deadline. Of course. I think um, it's important to talk about the trade deadline. Uh, so I don't, know if that, if, I don't know if it's a good spot to introduce that because it does involve, you know, the lack of moves by the Yankees and some other teams. I think... And, like, I, I, I don't want to spend too much time on the trade deadline stuff. I'm going to give couple... you the lead on the trade deadline right now, um, and then we'll use the trade line, deadline to go into injuries, and that can loop back to tank. Um, I also think they'd be good in tread deadline to talk Red Sox world because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Red Sox unloaded a number of different players, although they did not tear down the house. Yeah, um, they didn't really get rid of much. Um, Are you saying the... Mitchie Two Bags didn't hold your heart in his meaty yeah. hands? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. That was a that was a Boston Red Sox fans player if there ever was one. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I I could take him or leave him, but the um, I do think it's interesting though that they got rid of um, Pilar. Mm. Um, considering I don't know if you saw some of the some of the stuff with race relations on the Red Sox, but no. What what what? So what happened with Pilar and race relations with the Red Sox? Well, obviously, we talked last time about, I think it was last episode, about the you know Black Lives Matter and the protests following the, the shooting of Jacob Blake and how Jackie Bradley Jr. wasn't, um, wasn't keen on playing that, that game and wanted to protest, and the team stood with him. Mm. 
Well, a couple players on the Red Sox, Pilar and Brazier, who's a pitcher, um, they basically that same night that those announcements were made tweeted like some, I don't know, some pretty uh, interesting things, uh, timely things kind of coming from the other, the other side of the political um, fence. So, and then so, Kevin Pilar was traded, but Jackie Bradley Jr. remained. Right. <laughs> now, I don't think that either of them necessarily needs to be here, and I'm really hopeful that we talked about this last time, so I don't want to spend too, too much time on it because I actually, I actually submitted that it might be a bad look for the Red Sox mm. to trade Jackie, even though it makes a lot of sense for them considering yeah. his contract's up. And, you know, he's not really giving you a lot of offense. And it's, I mean, it really is a rebuild time. Like, you I mean, can do it. I, and, and we yeah. both, you, I think you were the one that, that said that, you know, they can do it amicably. And, you know, Jackie can work with them on where he wants to go. And he can make a statement. You know, like, it's not... Like, let's be real the, here. If Jackie Bradley yeah. Jr. had gone to the Padres, I don't yeah. think that he would have been unhappy. I don't think the Red Sox would have been unhappy. And I think they would have had that thanks for a great time Fenway thing. And then, right. you know, because then with the Padres, he's with this exciting, dynamic team uh, with young dudes who he'd get to mentor and provide some, like, good, like, you know, as a big, good defense for a team that I think is going to make a make a world series run um mm. like i don't know if the padres are succeeding but they are hot fire and they were one of the few teams that actually did action at the trade line because i think they want to go this year i think that they're like you know like f the dodgers i think they're saying like let's make this happen yeah they they acquired clevenger for like half their team right yeah <laughs> no not half their team but a lot of players yeah and like a couple other pieces from from cleveland but let's let's uh focus it on, i guess so the yankees i mean I mean, sorry, the Red Sox, they just traded a couple players. They're just grabbing as many pitchers and other players, position players in the field that they can and just hoping that something sticks probably. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, from a Yankees perspective, because this is the Tanaka cast, Mm -hmm. what what are your thoughts about the Yankees' lack of a move for starting pitching or other other personnel so i mean i honestly agree with brian cashman's move to be honest like he he was weighing and stuff what were their thinking is just like they really didn't have stuff there and granted the yankees have a lot of injuries but they don't have a lot of season endings at least for their position players um Akin wood they're still in good shape to make the playoffs at a decent high seed they're it's not the end of the world if they don't catch tampa bay and they still can catch Tampa Bay, um, but you know they've they've got good guys playing right now, and they have great guys who are getting better and healed. I mean, come playoff time, they're looking at having Giancarlo Stanton, Glaber Torres, and Aaron Judge back, and that's a pretty fearsome thing. And you know they just got DJ back, and he's been great. You know Gio Urshela is amazing, uh, and I think the biggest thing, honestly, that made it happen was, you know, Debbie Garcia tossed six innings to 40-year-old Eric Kratz, who did this cute thing where he was like, I'm going to play catch with my son. And, like, you know, Debbie Garcia, who's like this young 21-year-old kid, um, like, said that he called, refers to him as, like, his, 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 his dad. It's his, his just like, it's really cute. They, they hug. He hugged him after. Kratz hugged him after the start. It's like this. 
bald white dude with like this little lion bandana on his face. But uh, the, the Yankees are keeping Kratz around, even though that wasn't the intention, I think, at least to serve as Garcia's pitcher again when he comes, uh, a personal catcher again when he comes back, because the Yanks won that game against the Mets, and Devi tossed up, I believe it was six, I believe it was six innings. I believe it was six, it was it was six scoreless. Uh, he's a uh, and so yeah, it's young twenty one year old guy, and you know James Paxton will come back uh, and to you know by, by playoff time. And in the meantime, getting to develop uh, this young yeah six innings six Ks no zero point six seven. ERA with just you know with with, well, with zero straight zero zero is a point six seven whip with four hits um, is an amazingly good start and so yeah I think that they were just like I'd rather work with openers and develop this young kid so I think that they Cashman made the right decision and you know for all the talk about the oh the Yankees buy stuff and buy champions something yes you know they bought Garrett Cole but they also just they dev- they have a good farm system and they develop people. Uh, you know, Gio Urshela is a smash, and he was not an offensive genius until they got to him. You know, like similarly, DJ LeMay, he was got for a reasonable amount, and he's just blossomed into just like this incredible force. That I mean, people knew he was good in Colorado, but it's just like, and maybe it's just the New York effect for where for DJ. But it's uh, I don't know. I think that there, this was. I think that this was like the Yankees felt that they had enough in development in the pipe. And that even with all these injuries, they could afford to keep things going. Nice. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any other specific thoughts about the trade deadline. Figured I'd just get your take on it. Like it wasn't like a. I don't know for us, and even just looking through it, there weren't like a ton of like crazy things going on. So. Not a lot of big moves. Um, and I think the big thing with that was just that you know, like, with so many teams in it, there really isn't incentive to just like totally liquidate right now um and yeah i think that people just want to keep their keep their good i think player teams generally want to keep their good players so they can uh try to you know the season's almost halfway over just to uh, it's more than halfway over just to try to go over the finish line and, and have one of those playoff berths uh, i i will say that when terms of injuries um to loop back to tank that I think him getting in the head, hit in the head, may have actually worked to his favor because we're seeing in pit injuries to pitchers all over the league. James Paxton is out right now. Uh, you know, like J- Justin Verlander is hurt. He's on my fantasy team. Uh, Charlie Morton's actually coming back after being hurt for a while too. Uh, it's like, uh, and he's going to be playing tonight. It's just like pitcher, like Tommy Canley's out for the year. He's going to need Tommy John surgery. There are pitchers all throughout the league who are just getting injured all the time. And I think this has been a – and position players as well. I think this has been a good advertisement. Oh, yeah, spring training should be this long. People take time to stretch out. Well, what has Masahiro Tanaka been given the ability to do since being hit in the head? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying you ever want to be hit with more, with that with a comebacker like that, but now would like – he seemed to have, he was getting some mild concussion. And he seems to have just basically been fine from it and recovered. Just people, they were rightly cautious with him. But it seems there is no damage. But what did that mean? It meant that he got to, he's been slowly working his pitch count back up. He has been slow, he's, he's, uh, been, uh, they, they, they take, they're not pushing, they're not pushing him too hard. 
Um, they're letting him just like ratchet up, and I think that what that means is that's why it's why currently like he has the best ERA on the Yankees. Now, granted, he has thrown 20 less innings than uh, uh, of the or which one let's say um where was the number? Let me get the thing uh, on exactly because I want to get the stat actually right here. Um, yes. So he's thrown 20 less innings pitched than Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole has 46 innings pitched, and Tank at the moment has uh, 26.2 innings pitched. But, you know, Tank has that 3.38 ERA, and aside from that awful blow-up start where, you know, which was an 11.25 ERA in that game, he's been very solid. I mean, the, his other ones in his in – his, uh, in his uh, six starts are a 338, a 0-0, a 4.5, a 0-0, a 3.0. Um, and these are, again, when he hasn't been allowed to, like, pitch later into games and such. Like, you know, the 4.5 and the 338 came at 2.2 in four innings pitched where, you know, if they wasn't on account, I think he would be, they would have been potentially more inclined, especially in that Boston game, to let him work out of it. Um but I think overall this is letting him stretch out and his stuff is also really good this year and so I think this is knock on wood going to make it so he has one less of a chance for injury da 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 please please don't ruin his plugging her tank also <laughs> stay safe in general my man um, the podcast is but, uh, cancelled <laughs> uh uh but at the end of the day uh you know it's like I think that these he's taken advantage of this and you know, there's something to be said, too, about I like how, you know, like, Garrett Cole's amazing. I like him as a person. I like him as a baseball player, uh, at least you know, from what I know for about both of those things. Um, but, you know, it's still nice that, you know, the this this war horse who's been with the Yanks for a while, um, now this is like entering the final year of his contract, is potentially going to serve as the rock of this rotation. And uh, it would be it would be really nice to see that, and also I think if he hadn't been injured, he would have been potentially placed into higher leverage stuff as like you know the. I don't feel like you treat your number two, especially a number two who's just really like, yeah, I'm gonna compete. I'm gonna be able to quote like he talked about like teaching the other players to like approach thing like a warrior and stuff. Like he's a self-described warrior when he's on the mound. So like I feel like if he hadn't been hit, he would have pushed himself harder. And the Yanks would allow themselves him to push himself harder, and I think this has allowed for more self care, which I think is potentially going to pay big dividends. Not going to work. I don't know. What do yeah, you I think mean, about I think that, that? No, I think that's a. I was going to say I think that's a great take, um, especially as we're getting towards his contract for you know for Masahiro's t- sake, uh, like having a stellar year and having it based somewhat on the fact that he got beamed in the head. <laughs> You know, it's not really an injury that it's not like he's injury prone in that way. You know, it's like yeah. he got hit in the head. Like <laughs> But Jean Carlos standard comebacker. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. It's not like he it's not like he has like a bum knee or something like that that's always a problem. It's, or a mechanics. You know, it's not, issue lever- it's or... not contract leverage for the Yankees or any you know, any potential suitor. It's it's this is an unfortunate thing that happened and he's able to pitch his uh head off um yeah and i mean i think that there's definitely yeah and i think that's you know knock on wood so far i think that right now it's definitely i think the yanks are i get the feeling that the yanks are probably going to be eyeing a reunion just because like neither jay ahap or pat 
or certainly not Hap, and definitely, and even seems Paxton, who has been shown to be more injury prone. I don't see them really going for them over over someone like a overextending Tank. And you know, the Yankees do have a habit of liking to keep players that work well with the organization. I mean, they kept on extending CC, um, who. Yeah kept on reinventing himself and contributing to play. Like, literally, he pitched until he physically could not pitch anymore. Yeah. Um, and uh, and similarly, you know, like, Brett Gardner is on the team as a role player right now, and I think so there is, as much as the Yankees organization can be, like, mercenary, there's also, I think, a degree of loyalty to their players. And, like, when you combine that loyalty with the fact that he's a clubhouse leader and he's pitching excellent baseball, I mean... I know. I'll be interested to see how the contract, if they can come up with the number that makes both of them set feel good about, um, good about mm-hmm. giving them another contract, and also what that's going to be for. Uh, because yeah, he's he's only going to be thir- he's going to be thirty two at the end of the season, and you know, pitchers certainly have you know that for pitchers that's like three to even eight years or more left of good quality um, uh, baseball playing time. 32 yes. and still killing it still playing some PUBG. Uh, <laughs> moving along to his twitter his twitter account with that in mind we yeah our, oh my god the, the the pub he, he loves his PUBG so much <laughs> i made my first win this season by pitching in today's rays game Raise spelled R-A-I-S-E. Fantastic. By, by the Google Translate, to be fair. Yes. Oh, yes. This is all Google Translate, by the way, everyone. I'm not blaming I'm not blaming Tanaka. I'm blaming Google Translate. Course, I was doing it last time, so I thought I'd manage to go back. I'm glad I made a good pitch. From tomorrow, we will make solid adjustments for the next pitching. So fucking wholesome. <laughs> yep. I love it. Um, and then, yeah, there's a series of PUBG tweets after this as well. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Like this one. Yeah. I don't even know what he's trying to say in these tweets. Yeah, I think that this is like this is this is Greek to it's translated Japanese for a game I don't play. Oh. Received gifts from viewers. Happy. Thank you very much. I'll keep it until a new gotcha arrives. <laughs> Wait, so is he? Str- it sounds like he's streaming PUBG. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> is Matsuhiro Tanaka on Twitch? Let's find out. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow. If so, um, I'm not seeing anything. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm looking quickly. Maybe it's just like viewers translate as like fans and stuff. Yeah, uh, maybe they're just sending it because they know who he is and he has his username out there. Yeah, yeah. I kn- <laughs> I'd also I also feel like I'd be pretty disappointed in my sports player if they were streaming on the side like that. Like, I don't know. It, it's probably old fashioned to me, but it would show like a lack of commitment to the task at hand. I don't know why it would, but it does. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, uh, no, like uh, people are allowed to do things outside of outside of work, but yeah. But monetizing monetizing your hobby when when you get to have a dream when you get to play sports for a living, um, yeah. No, no. I yeah. so but yeah. No, the the socials, <laughs> socials as usual are funny. Uh, which what? So before we get to next start, is there anything else that we had? I, I just think that there was something else that we had on the agenda for this one. 
I honestly know. I think we covered everything that wow. I wanted to talk about, which is just the trade deadline, and we just did it quickly. Trade deadline and um, the, the the errant pitch of Chapman's, and then of course of Tanaka's. Yeah. So I mean, I guess you know the next uh, we. I guess we're going to be looking at next start now, which is going to be. I believe Sunday? against Sun. I believe it's Sunday, and I believe it's against the Baltimore Orioles. Um, That's correct. Yeah, against a uh, against a pitcher that, with a name only I can appreciate, uh, Asher Wojciechowski. Asher Wojciechowski. Uh, he can't be Polish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Asher Wojciechowski. Uh, it's. Well, it should be it should be interesting. I mean, you know, I as we've said, I, I have a soft spot for Baltimore this year and trying to make Major League Four, uh, but they're they're not doing so hot at the moment. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I I will say that the uh, in terms of other teams trying to sneak into stuff, uh, into back into contention, the Mariners are beginning to try to do it again to, or do it too which you know i've I've always had a soft spot for the seattle mariners yeah um although they're supposed they they're supposed to face the athletics um but it's got postponed because of corona so uh it's it's gonna be a it's a it's an entry it's definitely gonna be an interesting uh big rush to this to to the to to the playoffs and then who knows uh but yeah i mean i think what i'm looking for and interesting seeing from this next start is well, you know, we've had two good starts from Tank so far. Knockwood is—is he going to keep it up? And uh, if so, uh, how is he? Uh, if if so, you know, like, uh, is it going to be because he's just like uh, really just destroying the Orioles, or because the Orioles are just not rising to the occasion, or is it going to be comment at column A, column B? And of course, the big thing is is that is Mister Wojciechowski going to make it so that the Yanks get cold bats? Uh, because you know, it's a they the offense showed up for him this time. Uh, if is that going to happen this time as well? I'm also curious to see if his pitch count is uh, going to be to 100 this time too. Uh, yeah, we'll 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 see for sure. Yeah, are you looking for anything in particular? Do you have any thoughts about this upcoming game? No, just maybe there's a there's a percent chance that we might be doing it together. Yeah, so, no, we might be. Uh, so looking forward to that. Definitely, uh, Dan and I. We live in different parts of Massachusetts, but uh, uh, my partner lives out you know, where he is. So we're thinking potentially, since especially of, of like going and uh, hanging out in Dan's yard with his, with uh, with the with Dan's awesome wife and uh, having a great t- great old time, uh, listening to the game. So it should be a uh, should be good because uh, watching enjoying sports with Dan is always a always a fun time, of course. <laughs> It's a good time. Yeah, I missed like last year. I remember going to like a pub a couple times and watching the game and yeah, and when stuff I like that. So we'll see what 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 we can do. Yeah, no, and of course, getting to go to uh, yeah, seeing that playoff game at your house was also really nice as well. Yep. Oh yeah. That. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> How late did that that one go? That was a. That was very late. That was a doozy. <laughs> it was a doozy. <laughs> I believe you passed out by the end of it, but it's <laughs> yes. definitely reasonable. <laughs> yes, I definitely fell asleep. Yeah. Oh my god, that's awesome. Great. All right. Well, I look forward to connecting with you again sometime early, early next week on a Labor Day. Definitely. And um, uh, where can they find this podcast, Dan? Yeah, uh, you can go to spoilermedia.net/slash/tanaka-cast or yep. tanaka-cast. Um, you can also subscribe to us on most podcast services. Some of the big ones are Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
um, Google Play while it's still a thing, um, Stitcher, all those fun fun spots. We're up on all those channels. You can also just get the RSS feed or just follow us on the website itself. Um, yeah, um, we'll, again, we'll, we'll do this after every one of Tanaka's starts. Um, so I hope you'll join us, listen back to some of our older takes. Um, Vera, thank you as always for, for joining me on this adventure. Of course. Thank you for adventuring me with, the, with me, Dan. It's a pleasure. And I hope everybody has an enjoyable and relaxing Labor Day weekend um, in this COVID time. And we will talk soon. All right. Stay safe. Stay outside. All righty. Take care.